Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Welcome to the Utah Puck Report. We're all here. It's me. It's Jay. It's the other host, Gary Michaels. He's here. Yo. Gary, how are you? Hey, doing good. All right. Doing Looks good. like you're uh, you're in the home office today? Uh, for a while. Then I got to head down to the Rock and Roll Ranch. The Rock and Roll Ranch. Good Make it all happen. And from what I understand, we will be in studio starting next week. Oh, great. That'll be good. Yeah. I mean, I know you get to go there all the time, but since I'm considered to be like dirty and infested that they just want me away from the talent. <laughs> I see uh, people in there all the time, so they should be letting us in there. So. Yeah, I agree. All right. So today, very special guest, coach Ryan Canass, which head coach of the Utah Grizzlies. Ryan, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Ryan, you are, I mean, there's no other way to say it. But you're just killing it this year. You're, you've been an assistant coach, but this is your first year as a head coach for the Utah Grizzlies. And this is set to be, this is the best year the Utah Grizzlies have had in the East Coast League. You're already at 40 wins. You have your last two home games. Are these the last two regular season or just two home games? Last two home games and last two regular season games, yeah. Okay, so, I mean, you have the ability to to really set your mark on on the Grizzlies in your first year out of the gate. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a testament to to the group having that locker room and uh, my assistant Tegan's on. He's been awesome. Um, you know, we've just created a you know family like atmosphere here, and you know, boys are all bought in, and you can see that you know in the standings and you know with the results we've had this year. You know, that's good. And we want to mention we were going to have Tegan on the show today. Yeah, but he just had a, a baby and is at home and, and being a father. Well, he, he just he was gone he wasn't in Boise last week he just had his baby boy on the fifth okay so he just got back into town yesterday so he had some running around and stuff to do um today so he's he's a little busier now than he was a few weeks ago so. yeah 
and it just gets all, yeah. we're all excited for him though yeah that's awesome we want to congratulate Tegan so yeah for and, sure. and you talk about creating that uh family-like environment and you know I was I was present when you were recruiting Mason Manic again for this upcoming season and I know um Mason was immediately in and that family environment is the thing he was talking about the most and it's, I mean, obviously we think, oh yeah, Mason's just going to want to play for the Utah Grizzlies because he stay home, but that's not always the case. Yeah. But for Mason, it was just like, uh, Ryan's just like, he's one of the best coaches I played for in a long time. And he creates this family environment and I just, he wanted to be a part of it. So I thought that was, that was pretty good to hear. I know he had some other, some ups and downs through juniors. And uh, so I, I get to hear the parents' side of it, right? Since I'm really yeah. close yeah. with his family and just listening to how impressed they are as a mom and dad, that's got to feel good too, right? You know that you're, it's not easy to do. No, and it's tough. And obviously there's a lot of moving parts at this, at this level. And I think we've done a pretty good job keeping our core and our nucleus together this year. Um, Our biggest thing is we didn't want a ton of change this year. Like obviously there's going to be change guys coming out of college and stuff, but we wanted to be thoughtful and, what we added, you know, so, and I think that's gone a long way and just shows how much faith we have in that group in that locker room. Yeah. It's, it's not always easy to control the movement. Like you're a farm club, you're a parent club, and then you've got, you've got the avalanche and then you've got the Eagles and they're constantly tinkering with their lineup for illness or COVID or injuries or, they want to test the guy out or whatever, and that messes with your locker room. But so when you have like what's your best player, you know your best player is going to be in and out of your lineup all the time. So it's that's quite a balance to pull off. Yeah, and it just goes to you know the guys that are in and out of our lineup. Uh, you know the guys that don't play every night, the non-contract guys. They've done such a great job just keeping themselves in shape, holding each other accountable, and. When they get called upon, like and we were four guys short on Saturday in Boise. And, you know, and Trey Bradley was out, Dastu was out, Gendron was out, and Clerman was suspended. And we just had guys jump in like we've done all year and just tow the rope. And, you know, that's just kind of the, the atmosphere we want here because there is going to be movement and we know that. And it's just, you know, we have these other guys prepared, ready to go, and, you know, they answer the bell. And we were able to talk to Garrett Metcalf about that same thing because Garrett feels that, well, before his injury, he was feeling that role as I'm the third guy. So I'm waiting for other guys to move in and then I'm going to come in and I'm going to put in my best effort so that, you know, they may, they try to make it harder on you to pull them out of the lineup, right? Like yep. when somebody yep. else comes on. And then that was, a, that was a great thing for Garrett. He gets – you know, he comes in, he plays a few games, and then all of a sudden he gets pulled up to the AHL for a while in a, in a different organization and makes the most of that and then has to take the rest of the season off. But I think he's, from the role he was in as a third guy, I think he's really set him up, set himself up for a good, uh, something good next year. Yeah, 100%. Obviously, uh, well, I'm looking at our schedule. When did he get hurt? The, was it Tulsa or Kansas City? It was just unfortunate. He was having a kind of a breakthrough year for him. He's been our third guy, um, you know, for the last couple of years. And when, you know, Lehigh Valley called, like, you 
you couldn't be happier to deliver that news to to that guy, like to Garrett. He's just been an absolute trooper for this organization. And you want to see all these guys succeed, you know, whether it's, you know, on this league or going up to the American League. So, you know, Garrett's had a successful year. Obviously, the injury, it is what it is. It's uh, it's hockey, you know. So he'll bounce back and, you know, we'll know next year that we have, a, you know, a heck of a goaltender that's that's ready to step in. So. Yeah, it's it's amazing, and then and you've had other guys kind of similar stories that just wait for their opportunity and they they take advantage of it. And then you got you have guys like Dastos, the uh, Charlie or Chucky as you call him, and mm-hmm. he just comes in and has. I mean, again, you're having a, an amazing year as a coach. This guy's also having an amazing year and getting ready to. You know, he's got 57 points already. It's pretty impressive. Like we're. What do you think about when guys like this come out of nowhere or did you know, did you expect this out of him? Well, I mean, looking at it, I'm at his, like he's got 26 goals as a D man. Um, yeah. This guy, did he come out of nowhere? No. I mean, he was a, he was a good hockey player. It's just opportunity presented itself this year. And he definitely took advantage of that. And he's, you know, more than likely going to reap the benefits from the year he's having. And, you know, probably earn himself an AHL one-way contract. And, I mean, that's what this job is all about, is is having guys come in, you know, making them successful. And, I mean, these guys are successful because they work hard. Like, Chucky comes in every day. He he, he almost got to kick the guy off the ice, you know. Like, he just loves hockey. He's a pro, and he's – I mean, his numbers show it, and – not just his numbers, just the way he is in the locker room and the way he competes in practice every day. Like he just continually pushes guys. And, you know, that's why he's been so successful this year. Yeah. Guys like that, that are a spark plug uh, in the locker room and stuff. It's, it makes your job a little bit easier. I'm not trying to take anything away from you, but like when you have a guy like that, that's just motivated and positive and can, and leads by example and makes everybody else want to be better. That makes the, makes it easier on you you don't have to go in and start kicking garbage cans or whatever you know yeah <laughs> you know it has you you gotta light them up every now and then but uh, <laughs> I, I wish you guys could watch him him and mason manic battle in practice because yeah. if, if there's ever a battle drill those two guys i don't even think they know the pucks in the drill but they're just they're <laughs> just competitors you know and we got a lot of those guys up and down our lineup and I mean, that's that's the reason why we've had such a uh, successful year. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about Mason also, obviously. And I know maybe I show some favoritism, but I mean, he's a local guy. We're a local show, so I want to talk about that. But he uh, he's had an amazing year. And just to be like, what does he ask? 50 points already this year. 23 and, goals, 27 assists, 50 points, 102 penalty minutes. Yeah. And he's he's 5'10", on, 5'11", on skates maybe? like On skates, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I know uh, yeah. my daughter's a little bit taller than him, not that she's ever made fun of him for it or brought it up ever, but or maybe all the time. When, but uh, they – it's it's impressive to see what he's pulled off this year. I'm I'm honestly surprised, and I get asked about it every once in a while, especially with him being on a free agent contract, is that he didn't get a shot in the A this year. And it seems like with numbers like this, we we talk about that's to being able to, um, you know, reap the benefits. Do you think that that Mason's going to get a shot in the A next year, or is that something we can't talk about right now? Um, no, I mean, we can talk about it. I, I don't see why he doesn't next year. And I know there had been a few teams asking about him and it just timing never worked out, but, uh, and, and for a guy like that, timing is going to be everything. Right. So I, I truly believe if he continues on the path he's on, like he has the ability to, to play in the American hockey league and size is he undersized? Yeah. hundred percent, but you're never going to, you know, uh, question is compete and his want. And just like he's in here, you know, one of the first guys in every morning in the gym. Uh, he just, he's a pro and he, he, his season has shown that. Yeah. And I think a lot of guys are undersized, but when you work that hard, you, you know, that's the only thing you can do. If you have under, if you're undersized, there are guys his size in the NHL. Yeah. It comes from work and he has the work ethic. He's got a lot of talent. So I was kind of surprised and I, I actually, Texted Riley Armstrong a few times and I was like, hey, pull this kid up. And I'd send him his numbers all the time. And <laughs> it just wasn't room for him at the time. So yeah, and it might just, I mean, he's you gotta realize he's still a rookie, he's still pretty young. Yeah. And he might just need a, a season down here to, you know, gain his confidence, like you like you talked about. He probably came out of junior with not a ton of confidence, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think this year, like the love for the game is back. You can see the fire in his eyes and it's, it's great to see. And, you know, we've had him wearing an A for our team and there's a, you know, when other guys have been out of lineup and there's a reason for that. It's, it's just the way he, he competes and carries himself is that's exactly what we're looking for as coaches, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's fun to watch and just the work ethic out there. and Just, and I, I call that at the beginning of the season, just because I'd seen him play, well, obviously his whole life and even seen him play with Portland and juniors and he just plays with such a fire. I knew he'd be a crowd favorite. Even even if he wasn't a local, I think he'd be a crowd favorite. Yeah, hundred percent. It's hard not to root for that guy, you know. And now we're as we're gearing up for playoffs, we talk about your goaltending and you knew Jones was gonna be awesome and you you knew what you had in him, but this Trent Minor for me, um you don't expect a kid to come in and set records on a team that's been around for a while. So he's got seven shutouts this year. He's your guy. Like he's, well, I'm not going to say he's your starting goalie or anything, but I'm going to say he's, he's kind of blowing everybody's mind right now. Right. You didn't. Mm, I, I mean, he played some American league games last year and I think he had a one or two shutouts there. Yeah. 
So we knew there was pedigree there, but, you know, you get him and he had Peyton, he had, you know, Garrett most of the year. Those three guys just continue to just push themselves, push each other. And, you know, uh, Peyton's been great for Trent's game and vice versa. And, yeah. you know, um, do we really have a true number one going into playoffs? You know, I think probably with the season Trent's had, he's probably going to get the start. But it's hard to say because Peyton's played so well down the stretch too. So it, it's 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 really a good problem to have this time of year. It's the it's that old saying: if you don't have a one and a two, you have a one A and one B. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Pretty pretty fortunate situation to be in. Um, pretty amazing to see. Uh, all that's like watching a kid set those records and cause seven, he has seven shutouts right now. That's a, that's a Grizzlies franchise record. Yeah. And now he's one away from tying a league record. Yeah. And huh. I mean, that'd be, that'd be amazing. And you have two games left. So. And he's all, he just turned 21 in February. And that's, that's what I was just going to say. And so I I had the, the, Opportunity to sit the bench uh, against you guys for the last week and and sit a couple games, uh, both with Rapid City and with uh, Tulsa. And I believe it was the Tulsa goalie that came over one of the TV timeouts, and he goes, how'd that kid get to that puck? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, he uses the force sometimes because there's no way he sees it, and then all of a sudden he throws his leg out and makes a save on an easy tap-in goal. Yeah. And he, he just – and then I told I told the guy, I go, that kid's 20. And he was just yeah. like, no way. Yeah, it's uh, – I mean, obviously the, the sky's the limit for him. Um, you know, the abs are, are pretty high on him too. Obviously, you can – the body of work he has from this year, it's uh, – he's had a tremendous year. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a good feeling having two guys playing really well going into playoffs. So Yeah. So playoffs start April twenty second, I believe, something like that. Yeah, twenty second. You don't know who your your competition is yet, but you have a couple games this weekend to kind of help seal that up. Uh, you also have the opportunity to be the to claim a title that the Grizzlies haven't claimed for a long time or ever as East Coast, right? Yeah, yeah, we're we have these these next two games to get a win to to clinch the Mountain Division title. It, which nice. is obviously uh, nice. another, you know, feather in our cap for this season. So, uh, and then the, the race, it's three, four, and five is so close that we probably won't know our opponent till Saturday night at 9.30. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, you can't, so it truly is one of those things where you just prepare for these two games and and Gary and I were talking. We were, we were hitting you up for free tickets, obviously, before, uh, before we went on there. <laughs> That's what Gary and I do, right, Gary? Yeah, yeah, free tickets. So we were talking about uh, the expectations for crowds this weekend. Like, there's a there's a real chance that if we don't jump online and buy our tickets right now, we're not going to be able to go to the games this weekend. Yeah, from what from what I'm hearing is it's it's going to be close to capacity this weekend obviously with uh, fan appreciation weekend and i think tomorrow's star wars night which is usually well attended um so it'll be good to get uh, the maverick center rocking obviously uh two huge games for us 
I know we we've clinched the playoff spot, but we don't want to let our foot off the gas here. We want to go into playoffs on a on a high note and continue to play the right way, and you know, hopefully, uh, give our fans a good show this weekend. Yeah, yeah finish, just, up, finish up strong, right? And then just once you hit the playoffs, just keep her going. Yeah, exactly. Like I mean, we we already know we have home ice advantage for the first round, but we want to take care of business and and have it for the first two rounds. Obviously, it would I don't think we've started at home for we haven't started since I started coaching. We've always started on the road, so it's kind of nice. Uh, Nice to be in our own beds for a couple of weeks here and, you know, guys can kind of get their bodies back and um, it's a long season. You know, these guys go through a grind, so it's, it's good to be at home. And tonight and tomorrow are going to be a grind. This, I mean, the Idaho Steelheads and the Utah Grizzlies are typically a bloodbath. I mean, these guys, you guys are, are rivals and you're close to each other. It, it feels like this year has been a little different. We haven't seen them as much, but your final five games of the season are against – you know, you've already played them three times. Now you got two more at home. It's almost like a little playoff series right before the playoffs. Yeah, and Tegan and I were talking about that. It was kind of nice to – it's almost like a dress rehearsal. It's obviously no matter what place Utah's in, no matter what place Idaho's in, they're always going to be competitive games just because there's a, you know, a hatred there. It's played them, you know, two games – in exhibition and then three to start the season. And it's just like you play them 15 times. It's, you're probably not going to like each other. I get right. that, you know, yep. and, and they're fighting for a playoff spot right now. So, you know, um, you know, we're going to see their best this weekend and, uh, you know, hopefully uh, our guys realize that and come out and make things hard on them. Well, awesome. How, we're excited. how are the guys at uh, playing one game at a time? Are they is the mentality really good about not looking past this game to the next type? Yeah, I mean it's easy to look ahead, but it does does nobody any good right. looking ahead. Like our main focus here these last few months is just playing twenty minutes at a time. Because yeah. when we can put a sixty minute effort together, odds are you know we're going to come out on top when we play our best hockey. So we're trying to just simplify things and you know, take it one period at a time. So Awesome. Awesome. Well, Gary and I are going to jump online and we're going to buy tickets for tonight because we're, we're excited to see what happens. What's that? Not going to text Jared. Well, yeah, I'm going to text Jared and then he'll ignore me. So then I'll have to buy some tickets. <laughs> you can text me. I can put your name down. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you, well, tomorrow. you know what, Ryan, it's, it's worth the money, man. I, I'm telling you, you guys have got an amazing product and I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited about going to Grizzlies games. And I, I always go to Grizzlies games because it's hockey and I like watching it, but yeah. this season is better. This season is different. The product you guys have put on the ice. It's, I don't mind paying for tickets. It's you guys are phenomenal and I'm excited about what's to come. That's great. And, and that's not a knock on anything that's happened in the past, but it's just, it's just a pat on your back that this is – it's awesome. It's fun to watch. Yeah. It's fun to have a local kid out there. I wish Garrett was still a part of it, but I'm excited to see what these two goalies you've got. I mean, night after night, they blow my mind, and it's it's fun to watch. And I'm looking forward to some some big crowds, and, and I'm going to throw some popcorn at Grisby and enjoy myself. Yeah, let's get the get the word out because, I mean, we got a, we got a special team here. And, yeah. you know, having home ice advantage, we really want to take – 
take advantage of that. So, you know, hopefully with some big crowds, we make, you know, the Maverick Center a tough place to come into. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're listening to this right now or you're watching our pretty faces on this Zoom podcast, just come out. No, it's time. It's time to come out and and make this crazy. Let's get back. And I I love it. I uh, Playoffs, you know, are we going to start throwing trout again? (laughs) <laughs> I think we do. I, I'd have to talk to Jared, but I mean, to be honest, it's the most exciting time of year. You yeah. know, the, yeah, really. the games are so meaningful and, you know, guys are, you know, laying everything out there. So it's, it's the best time to watch hockey. You know, you watch NHL hockey, yeah. you know, when playoffs roll around, it's, it's exciting and it's no different. You know, we got a great product and, you know, we're looking to, to make a run here. The playoffs are truly a different atmosphere. When you walk in the building and you can feel the electricity, you can feel it is just different. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome when you have high expectations and we're looking forward to something this year. And like I was talking about, so when I was talking about trout, for those that don't know, back in the past with the Grizzlies, you'd feed the bear, right? Like we'd throw fish on the ice when you'd score. Uh, maybe it's not supported by the Grizzlies. Maybe it's not, uh, maybe Jared doesn't want us pumping it right now, but I'm saying feed the bear, bring you're not going to go off on the metal detector. Just put it in your pant leg and bring it in the building. Not unless there's a hook in its mouth, you know. <laughs> we'll check for that. Because you know yeah. if it's coming from me, I didn't catch it because I can't catch anything. So no. I had to buy it. Yeah. 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 I'm terrible. <laughs> Everybody talk, there's, there's no skill to it. I'm like, I know. But it's still nobody ever. My daughter will sit right next to me and reel them in left and right. The fish, uh, I've, ta- I've taken the boys ice fishing a few times this year, and there's definitely a skill to it. Oh yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Manic's quite a quite a fisherman as well. Manic, I've well, Manic goes. He goes ice fishing. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. it, eh? Like he's yeah. not as good as he is on his boat. I don't know. I think he's better on the boat. Yeah. Okay. Because right. I've but seen him fill the boat. Catch his, he did catch his first fish through the ice this this winter. So. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. You know, that's one thing we've been able to do is as a team. You know, we've gone up there and had a few days up at Strawberry and just. Help helps with bonding. Guys had a great time. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 a great group of guys. It's it's fun to come to the rink every day for sure. Perfect. Well, we're excited. Awesome. We're gonna be there tonight. Uh, Gary, do you have anything to add before we go? Ah, man, good luck, man. It's I uh, can't wait for the uh, the playoffs to start. And this weekend's gonna be awesome. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right, next week we'll uh, we'll recap and find out who you're who you're uh, playing in playoffs. We also are talking next week. We're gonna break down tier one, tier two, tier three travel team hockey for all age groups in Utah. And uh, we're going to try to get to through all the myths and get right to some reality. I know we're going to have some local coaches and organizations on Uh, coach Ryan. Maybe we'll have you on as well. I've got uh, Peter Menino, who's a head coach in in the USHL, have him on as well. Yeah. And we're just, we're really going to try to break down some myths and, and get Utah hockey parents on the right path. And that's not always mean, that doesn't always mean your kids go to the NHL or even to college, but your kids should be on the right path for them and not for what the parent thinks the right path is. <laughs> yeah. We're going we're gonna to try to cut through a lot of that clutter next week, but for tonight and tomorrow, go Grizzlies. Go Grizz. Let's go Grizz. Yeah. And that's the end of the Utah puck report.
I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.